It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. Hey, real quick. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello, hello, and welcome to the New Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at case.kenny on Instagram. And this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you be the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone and live a fulfilling and purposeful life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 521. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And today, I want to challenge myself in a sense and talk about this topic that I've seen floating around social media lately. And it's the topic of love versus compatibility. What is the difference? Do we need both? How do we know if we have it? How can we spot it? What is it? Which way is up? Um, you know, and to be honest, when I first came across the, these posts about this idea, I was a bit stumped. Personally, I, I couldn't couldn't quite find the words to describe the difference between love and compatibility and say, this is love and this is compatibility and this is the difference and, and this is how you know. And I think that's probably how most of us are, frankly. Compatibility, love, getting along well with someone, being friends with someone, loving someone, supporting someone, wanting to be together. It's really a, a hodgepodge of feelings that are defined by a lot of different emotions and you know observations and signs. And we use words, a lot of different words like like compatibility or chemistry or connection, right? A lot of a lot of words that start with C. So it's difficult to really carve out separate definitions of the two, which is why I kind of saw this as a challenge. But the more I thought about this topic this morning and I sat down, uh, the more I've come to realize that we really do need to strive to come up with definitions of the two because there is a difference and we need to be able to spot it. Because the reality is, as I've learned, you are a nice person. You are self-aware. You've got a lot going for you. You're funny. You're driven. You're eager. You believe in yourself. You believe in goodness. You see the best in other people. And so as a result, you're probably compatible at a base level with a lot of people. 
You know, you can get along well with a lot of people because you want to. You want to see the best in other people. You want to talk about things that are interesting. You want to laugh. You're drawn to people who have similar passions and worldviews. A lot of those people exist. Quite a few of them, in fact. So you're compatible with quite a few people. But the problem I've realized from sitting down this morning and getting very intentional about it is that where we get in trouble is when we try to force love with someone that we're only just compatible with. And doing this ends up creating a world of hurt and frustration for you because without really thinking about it, you've adopted a mindset that says compatibility is synonymous with love, or at least it should be, right? Compatibility should always lead to love. And so you end up frustrated when you come across people who you get along with really well. You're compatible with them. You click, but it doesn't lead to anything more you know, something more being here, love. And if you don't take the time to really define the two things here, compatibility and love, that can really hurt when you experience compatibility without love because you start to doubt yourself because it's like, you're always good enough to hang out with someone and get along with them and and everything seems great. You're always good enough for that 50%, but never good enough for the 100% love. And if you don't challenge that notion, it could become really emotionally painful. But I think taking a step back and realizing the difference between love and compatibility will set you free and empower you to realize that not all compatibility leads to love and that's okay. So I just want to take a couple of minutes here and help us all better define love and compatibility so that we don't confuse the two, so that we don't try forcing love in an instance where compatibility is the final stop. And we don't force compatibility where maybe we've fallen for love. More on that one specifically in a bit here. So here's what I've come up with, and I'd love your feedback as well. This is from my perspective, from my experience dating for whatever, 15 years, call it. So to me, compatibility is what I just mentioned. It's something you can find and you can develop it, but most of you find it with some very specific people. Not everyone, of course, but it's when you find someone and you enjoy Uh, being with them. (laughs) You enjoy being with them. You have things in common, maybe worldviews or political views, maybe values and morals, maybe big ideas about humanity. Maybe you both want similar things in life. You know, it means you gel together. You work well together. You have each other's backs. You communicate. You laugh a lot. So it's kind of like, you know, friends vibes. You know, you wouldn't be friends with someone you're not compatible with in a sense. So it's borrowing from that idea, um, but, you know, obviously it's in a more romantic sense. You're physically attracted to each other, um, you know, and maybe you you see compatibility because you have, uh, you know, familiar upbringing or, you know, things that you've gone through, you know, oh my gosh, me too, or shared pain or shared story. So there's, there's a lot to unpack here, of course, but there's a lot of elements to compatibility. But I think at, at its most, it's you relate, you connect you get along, you enjoy spending time together, you have aligned values, of course, right? Maybe you both want kids, or you both have similar life goals, or you see finances the same, right? Elements of compatibility all around there. You know, frankly, I think compatibility is that you like someone for a reason. (laughs) It's that you have come across someone and by randomness or divine intervention, you have this connection from the from the start. You have this alignment of views, uh, senses of humor, lifestyle decisions. You have aligned goals, right? That's compatibility. You're not going to be very compatible with someone if one of you is very happy just making, you know, 30 grand a year and the other one thinks that's not nearly good enough. You're not going to be very compatible if one of you wants children and is 
always been driven by that mission and that's a big focus of theirs and the other one never ever wants to have kids right so compatibility there's an element of just practicality here aligned values goals ethics lifestyles decisions and so on and you absolutely need this for a relationship to work right a sense of compatibility maybe not 100% compatibility but a sense of it right sure opposites attract whatever but foundational compatibility you can be different but you need a foundation the foundation that allows you and your partner to respect any differences you might have right so that's compatibility and the more i think about this the more i realize that compatibility in a sense is just something you have with someone yeah sure you can develop it further through conversation and mutual enthusiasm but more or less more or less just making sweeping statements here more or less you either have it or you don't you either have that alignment or you don't so the way i see it is compatibility is something you have but love is something that you create together. Love, love, right? It's always funny to talk about this word. It means so many different things to different people. And I'll get at that in a minute. But love is what happens when that compatibility that exists, that we've defined, becomes an emotional connection represented by a desire to have a relationship, right? For compatibility to go to love, you have to have a desire to have a relationship. And of course, that sounds simple, but the difference is you both are compatible check that compatibility leads to an emotional connection that's more than friends vibes check and then you both want a relationship check it's like pemdas right order of operations compatibility and then love right ideally <laughs> ideally compatibility is something you have love is something you create together based on decisions and you know mutual enthusiasm compatibility is so important of course, it means you found someone and you feel safe in their presence. You feel that you can be yourself around them. And that's because of who they are. And you're compatible because of that and because of who you are. And voila, you're aligned. You communicate openly and honestly and you're good. But that doesn't necessarily have to lead to love. Compatibility puts love on the table. It puts love on the menu. But love is what you develop together from that point because of the compatibility you feel. And that is defined entirely by the choices that follow. I did an episode a while back to encourage us all to see love as a choice, a verb, not just a feeling. And I want to reiterate that here. Love is a verb. It's a choice. It's what you do. It's something you do. And I think this is where we draw the line between compatibility and love. Compatibility, again, just my experience, compatibility is something that is found it's developed to an extent, of course, but it's kind of the miracle of life. You come across someone and you just click, you feel good together. And the reason for that is because both of you have put in work separately into yourselves and it's created these two great, unique individual people and you've come together and your own unique individual puzzle pieces kind of just fit. They fit in the sense of communication and lifestyle and worldviews and hobbies and everything. But that work to date has been done separately and you've come together and you're like, wow, this is amazing. Compatibility. Love is what you create from there. It's what you do. It's what you choose together. And I think if we can realize this, we can avoid the two scenarios that I referenced earlier that are very painful. That is you're compatible with someone, but you're forcing love or you're in love, but you're not fully compatible. These are where we get in trouble, trouble. So let's break it down. In the first instance, you're compatible with someone, but you're trying to force love, right? It's like you get along, you get along really well. So why wouldn't we be in love? We're soulmates, right? Well, 
No, of course not necessarily. That's why I opened with reminding us that there's a lot of people you will get along with in life. You have a lot in common with many people. You might feel compatible with many people, but that doesn't necessarily mean it will lead to love. Again, that's love that's you know defined by a desire to love and to be loved, to be in a relationship, to sacrifice, to make choices. Maybe it's compatibility that leads to friendship, sure. So that's the first choice. The second one is you're in love, but you're not fully compatible, right? You don't have to be 100% compatible with someone for a relationship to work. Of course not. But this can happen, I've found, when you misinterpret compatibility in the beginning, right? So you meet someone, you get along really well, and you see one or two like pieces of compatibility or commonalities, and you overlook all of the rest of the important stuff, communication and values and ethics, and you've grasped onto one reality and you've projected it into like a thousand pieces of potential. And so you fell in love with that one piece of compatibility, but you didn't look to the rest. And there you end up with this feeling of push and pull with love without the full compatibility. I don't think you could be 10% compatible and have a relationship worth. You need a significant, you need more, you need more. You're trying to force love without a measure of enough compatibility. Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Hero Bread. And something I'm into lately, as simple as it sounds, is toast. A nice toasted piece of bread, so simple, maybe some butter, maybe some jam, but just toast. It's the best. But as someone who is making an effort to invest in my health and fitness and diet, the carb fear is real. And the result is I don't get to enjoy a nice piece of toast as often or as guilt-free as I'd like. So I'm definitely grateful for Hero Bread. Their bread options have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's got the same soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a BLT or a burrito or a burger or toast. And they were kind enough to send me some loaves, and I can attest to it being the same experience I crave, but now guilt-free. They also sent me some tortillas, which are great. They have bread loaves, buns, biscuits, tortillas, anything to match your bread cravings. So don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code newmindset at checkout. That's newmindset at h-e-r-o dot c-o. So I think what I'm realizing here as I'm rambling through this 
at the end of the day, we're just talking about two words, right? There's words and words mean different things to different people. So don't get thrown here if you use a different word. Maybe you use the word chemistry or connection. I don't know. Again, don't get lost in the nomenclature of how humans categorize things or the ways other people describe what you need or you don't need. These are just words. But what I do know is that you do need two things. Whatever words you want, you need two things for a healthy relationship. And they are indeed different, and you can't force either of them. You need some semblance of common ground, a connection that combines practical components of life, practical components of reality, be that values or worldviews or lifestyle choices. Things that if you don't have, you're going to struggle to explore the next component because you're like divergent right off the bat. Call that compatibility. So you need that. You need that common ground, that compatibility. But the next thing you need is a desire to act, to make choices for each other for joint union, and that is love. And you can't force either of these things. And so I think we need to be able to think both practically and emotionally when it comes to relationships, practically with commonality, with compatibility, and emotionally, in a sense, with love. Practically, do I have the base here where we can explore more? And emotionally, does that practical base make me feel in love? Does it make me want to do the things that represent love? These are the kinds of questions we need to ask and to judge of our partner. If we don't, we can end up in those relationships where we're lacking one or the other, where we're trying to force love and commitment on them or ourselves without a base that encourages it to last, or we're trying to force broad compatibility because we've fallen in love with one aspect of someone. You can have compatibility without romantic love for sure. That's great. That's a gift to come across those people. For friends, however you want to categorize them, it's for people who come into your life and change you for the better. It's for deep connections, but you can't have pure, call it limitless love without an element of compatibility. I think we need to realize that. You know, I'm really drawn to mindfulness because it's both spiritual and practical. And this is practical. You need some compatibility to take it to the next spiritual element. And I'll close by saying something, you know, that I've said before regarding the idea of soulmates, right? There's a lot of talk about soulmates this and soulmates that. And I don't really know what that is. Frankly, it's just a word. Uh, It's an important word, but it's just a word. And I think you can have all kinds of soulmates in life, really important people that come into your life, ones that are temporary and then hopefully one that is forever. But the idea of them is the same. Same. It's underlined by this idea of someone coming into your life and helping you break old patterns. They free you from those patterns and you free them from them. That is how I think about love. That is how I think about what comes maybe from compatibility. Love is a promise, right? It's a feeling. Yes, of course, but it's a promise reflected in the choices you both make. Specifically, both of you want to make those choices and you do it. You commit, you choose to love each other. You know, I think compatibility focuses a lot on the good sides of each other, what you have in common. Oh my gosh, we have so much in common. We get along so well. We communicate so well together. That's great. Compatibility is like thumbs up. Let's smile. Let's talk about the good stuff. Love, frankly, it's kind of the opposite in a sense. It reminds you of the challenges that you both bring to the table because we all have things that challenge us and each other in our relationships. Love reminds us of those things and it's solidified by our willingness to embrace it to embrace those things, those challenges, to choose commitment despite those things, to trust and to choose each other despite the challenges. That is love. 
And not every relationship can get to that stage. Not every relationship is meant for that. Maybe compatibility is the last stop on that train. And that's okay. That's okay. We can't force it. In the case of compatibility versus love, the love component is when that compatibility component turns into an eagerness between the two of you to help you both break patterns that previously challenged you. You help each other heal and grow and evolve. And you do that by coming together and making choices by doing verbs, choices, actions, not just a feeling of being in love or a feeling of being compatible. You break patterns for each other. You do that for each other because you're driven to, you both want to, you're both compelled to. And that is love. And it's founded first and foremost in compatibility. So those are my thoughts there. I hope it gives you something to think about. Uh, Maybe just hearing me use the words that I've used helps you come up with your own or gives you clarity based on your own definition and your own experiences. So I hope this was helpful. If it was, I'd be grateful as always if you share the podcast with a friend. And if you haven't yet, uh, give the show a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. But that is it as always. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And until next episode. I'm out. Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe Right. Get your strip on. Use as directed.